You're listening to the Brenton Not On Tour Quarantine Cast. So far, he's taught you about good coffee. Damn, Jimmy, this is some serious gourmet shit. Good music. I'm like this, you know, and then that becomes your thing. Music just does that. And the secrets to good travel. Exits. Okay, there's one back here. And there's uh, probably one over by the wing somewhere. Now, thanks to COVID-19, he's here to make sure that you're all good during this time of social distancing and self-isolation. So sit back and enjoy as he broadcasts from any number of exotic locations like Costa del Balconia, La Isla del Garage, Playa del Living Room, and the always magical Puerta Bacchiarda. And don't worry, he's already had the coronavirus and beat it. Still, maybe keep a mask handy. Here's BD. People in large gatherings have a better chance of getting it and spreading it. And then when that happens, like they're opening up the beaches in Florida. What are you, are you kidding me? Uh, I just was watching Anderson Cooper and he was talking to the mayor of uh, Las Vegas and she was like, we need to get the, not only the casinos open, we need the restaurants open, we need the major sporting events. It's like, just everybody needs to settle down and we need to curb this. If we don't, it's not like Ebola. It's not like SARS. Like, am I the only person? Are you the only, are we the only people hearing this uh, information? Like, how could you hear that, that it's not like these past viruses and still want to go out and risk your life and people around you? I don't, I don't get that. I can't wrap my head around it. And on that note, we're going to start the Brenton not on tour quarantine cast with Todd Hancock. That's Todd Hancock, my friends, from the Dean Blundell Network, toddhancock.ca, Todd Cast Podcast. I just thought I'd hit record on him without him knowing and no, that's the kind of way that's we just kind of leaned into it and there he is just uh man he's pissed and he's not happy about you assholes going out of the house and doing shit when you're supposed to be sitting at home man you know well you know better than us man you you've had the coronavirus you know what it does to your body you know what you need to do to stop it it's so, a thing. It's a thing. And I think people, I think people need to pay attention to uh, the fact that um, there, there, there seems to be this like, I'll never get it vibe. And I, I think it's just proving that everyone's getting it. So I, like, how could they, the numbers stay at home. That, are, that they have right now and go like there, nobody's getting it. Like if you look at the numbers of the States alone, it's something like over 5% of the people that are getting it are dying. If you told me there's 95 bullets and you know five are or 95 that are blanks and five that are real, I wouldn't push that gun a hundred times. No, I wouldn't push that gun once. I mean, there's a there's this kind of weird rush. I, I mean, I I had sensory overload when I was quarantine because i was strapped to the bed and the tv and watching cnn and, and watching the ridiculousness that was going on everywhere and it was tough to watch and listen to because people were just not listening and that was when i was patient 45 and there was only however many cases in bc you know i was 45 of that day i think we were still only at like 200 for the day or for the for the for the time so it was really really weird and to see it now especially and you know you've got governors basically just going out and doing their own thing and then 
uh, the, the leaders down there are not really like coming up with a plan. They're just saying, do your own thing. And then you got the Georgia mayor that doesn't want to open. You got the governor that says, let's open. Vegas's governor doesn't want to open, but the mayor wants to open. No one's on a plan in Canada. Well, they have no leader. You know, everyone, everyone's sitting by watching Dr. Bonnie Henry going, or at least in Vancouver going, what do we do, Bonnie? Right. What do we do? What do we do? <laughs> what's, what's she saying? isolate stay at home stay at home home. this will yeah we have to stop the curve or yeah you know flatten the curve yeah and the only way to do that is unfortunately stay home go out to only get essentials like i can't wrap my head around the people that don't understand that well you know the thing the the beauty about where we live out here the beauty about where we live out here, I end, I see what like with Toronto and New York and all these places that are that are heavily populated and people on top of people and it's freezing and you can't go outside still or whatever. Here at least we have the ability to go to the mountains. Uh, Todd's showing me a cup says a giant cup of stop your fucking bitching exactly. Maybe, uh, <laughs> and I'm having a big maybe we should, tonight. Maybe we should do. But uh, you get the you get the. Um, you know, we have the opportunity to go to a mountain. We got the opportunity to go to the ocean. I went and parked on a side street the other day, went to Crescent Beach, put the kayaks in, and took the kids two kilometers out into the ocean. Right. That's that's social distancing. Sorry, there wasn't a, a site. There wasn't a person around. There was, like, people that lived there. There was a handful of people walking around, people running on their own. But it was really, really minimal. We are out in the middle of the ocean, no one around. Then we came back in. The tide was still out five kilometers, whatever the hell it was. And we walked down the tide forever. There's ways to not be an asshole and just still get some fresh air and get out, go to the yeah. park and do what you got to do. But these people that are trying to get the bingo halls open and trying to get the casinos open and trying to get all that, it's just the stupidest thing I've, uh, I've ever seen. And it's just going to come back again. You know, I had an interesting thing. I, was, I had an interesting thing I was thinking about last night. Um, and I'm not going to get political, too political here, but it's just a, a, a general feeling about what's going on. Mm-hmm. So let's say, you know, the orange monster gets back in in, uh, in November, mm-hmm. right? So you've got this rush to get the economy open, get the people going. It could kill off a whole bunch of people. But then you have an election, people vote, Trump wins again, gets in, and then the second wave of the corona hits. So what is he going to do? Is he going to be like building his platform on, oh, look at me, I got I saved America and I got the economy back on track, but he killed off all the Biden voters. And then the second wave of the, the thing hits in October, November, and it's worse than it was the first time, which conceivably could happen because no one knows what's going to go on. He could conceivably hear be here for the beginning of the corona, relaunching the economy, and then another corona. and. Like, which one is he going to get credit for? Well, <laughs> Is he going to get credit for putting the economy back or is he going to get credit for killing off half the population? You know, which could, vibe, could, could happen or not. I'm just saying, I'm just trying to make a point here. Yeah. This guy, it's so ugly. It's so ugly. Well, you know, no offense to Rick Mercer, but having, uh, you know, Donald Trump as the president of the States, we might as well have Rick Mercer as our prime minister. Yeah. Right. Like, it, yeah, but Rick would at least make you laugh. Well, yeah, true enough. I mean, Rick would probably actually do a better job, but you know what I'm saying? Like we might as well have, you know, it's, it's, they, they've just put somebody into power that uh, was a familiar face and 
Um, he was spitballing and, and enough uh, foolish and not to well-read and illiterate people. And it's know. almost like if the late Rob Ford won, and I'm not even ripping on him. I'm sure. sure he did. He did some good for some people. He he was definitely made fun of a lot and there was a lot of stuff that went on, but if he would have won and became prime minister and it was like, Oh shit, I'm prime minister now. It strikes me yeah. as like a, a weirdness that he wasn't be, going to be comfortable with. And that's what, strikes me as down there he's just flipping switches and seeing which one doesn't blow the breaker oh 100 percent. i mean that's it's what's scary. it's scary living uh it's crazy. as close as we are to somebody like that running a powerhouse it's scary you know and on the other side of it there's always two sides there was a great bill maher uh and lieutenant dan you know that lieutenant guy the one that the what the patch guy yeah uh, i think he's from texas he's the governor of texas or or he's yeah i yeah. believe so anyways they yeah. had a pretty decent like left versus right chat and no one was yelling. Bill made his points. Dan made his points. And Dan's points were like, you can't blame Trump for everything. It's just the way it's kind of gone. And right. he wasn't defending him. He was just like, this is, the, he's just not listening to anybody, which is the tough part. It was really, really interesting chat because Bill kind of kept it chill because I think he has a lot of respect for the guy. And Dan, I think, had a lot of respect for him. I think, and I'm calling it right now, I'm laying it out. I'm, I'm here. We, I'm laying it out on Wednesday at 8:13 p.m. from Vancouver. Lieutenant Dan is going to run in 2024. Really? I'm telling you, and it's going to be Lieutenant Dan versus one of the Comos. Wow! I'm calling it right now. You think that Andrew Cuomo is actually interested in becoming? president of the United States and just I believe no when he was talking and being interviewed by his brother I believe he would be a fantastic choice you think that that was maybe a brother on brother before they started to play recording yeah I mean maybe I'll ask you about that to kind of get the ball rolling and put that in the we're Canadians what do we, we don't it doesn't matter what we think but I uh I've listened to them enough they both speak great uh everyone has their skeleton so let's just leave it at what what it is I look at it at how you know, you look at Giuliani out of September 11th, he was a rock star. That guy could have ran for president then and won everything. Everyone loved him. And then he melted down into the ground and became a laughing stock. But Andrew, I think, is handling himself very well. He speaks great. If you've heard him on Stern, he's amazing. Yeah, he's the guy is just like fa- fabulous. His brother yeah. is great. So I, I foresee, and I'm not even, I, I mean, how great would it be to have a president named Lieutenant Dan? It'd be great. But it's just like, and that guy seems pretty like, yeah. whatever. So I'm calling it now. I'm saying Lieutenant Dan and Como in 24. Wow. Because I don't know what's going to, I don't, you know, even if Biden wins this one, I don't, I think, don't think it goes past four years for him. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And then it goes from there. So I'm calling it right now. Book it. Eight bucks. Eight bucks. Wow, that's pretty good, man. That's going to be some nice payoffs at eight bucks. And that's as goddamn political as this podcast is ever going to get. You know but we I, had a good chat. You know what I mean? It's all good. Yeah, so. I got to be honest. I'm not a. I'm not a political guy. I never really have been. I mean, I no. vote because it's the right thing to do, and I try yeah. to be as up to date as I can to, with the issues that uh, you know that the other platforms and what they're the, what they're supporting and what you know what they're trumpeting and stuff. Um, but I was surprised to see. Again, let's you know. I don't, yep. certainly don't need to be talking political. Where I'm nowhere near versed enough to talk politics with anybody. But I was surprised that Bernie Sanders 
didn't make it to be the Democratic presidential hopeful. Well, if you study on it, do you follow, this is a weird one, because there's so many people that have so many different opinions, but do you follow the left sense letter? Bob left sense? Uh, no. I so it's a, it's a, sent to me a few times from, Buddy. yeah, he's an industry guy that really mostly speaks on the music industry right? and has a, a podcast, but he had a very good kind of, you know, write up about it. That is a very good read for anyone that wants to know why Bernie lost. And it was just an interesting kind of take that, um, that uh, Bernie was relying on the youth and relying on, on, um, them to kind of push it forward but at the end of the day no one really cares because they proved it by just saying well we just we know joe and and the democrats made such a push to just hey you don't want bernie in there no one likes him and they just spent eight years saying that so or four years saying or whatever and it's just kind of continuous the young kids sure but the young kids weren't going to the primaries and voting and it was really just all the old people and biden just took it so uh anyways so we'll we'll see where it goes he got behind him uh you know the the feeling was that that bernie um would be a better fit in the debates against trump and take him down uh especially if he took elizabeth warren as his running mate or something like that but um they think uh, joe might um slip a little bit and lose that debate which might in essence cost him the election in the end because trump just doesn't give a shit what he says so he's just gonna go right um wow but i don't know dude like i mean we're talking november we don't know where the world's gonna be in november november who knows 95 people might go and vote (laughs) right (laughs) there's however many people in america you might you may get an eighth of an eighth of the population actually going to vote right because people are like, I'm not fucking good. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, like whatever. Because even if it switches, there's so much that has to happen over the next four years to write the ship, Todd. It's just like. Yeah, it's, uh, it's incredible. Yeah, it's incredible. I, it wouldn't surprise me to see Trump uh, win again, but, you know. Well, I spent all summer in Trump country, so there we are. Yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, it wouldn't surprise me either, man. Yeah. wouldn't surprise me either. You're up in Canada. You're up in Canada there. You got one of them. You got one of them uh, Trumps that running the show up there. One I'm of like, them uh, Trumps. Yeah, I'm like, no, we, uh, no. We're, we're, we're not anything. Well, shit, you know, you guys must be paying double in taxes. I'm like, all I know is that a lot of the Americans got a check for 1200 U.S. one time. And our government is paying us 2000 a month so we don't, you know, starve. And ultimately, we have to pay that back in some capacity and whatever. But they're looking after us. And when do those checks come? Oh, you should just tr- tr- call the number, eh? What's call, Rick, call Rick Mercer. What's, uh, what's the process <laughs> to get those $2,000 checks, man? That's an offline conversation. Because uh, there's, se- there's, there's a bat phone. Bat phone. So. <laughs> Dude, I read, Anyways. I read today, was it today or yesterday, that, uh, that they think that major um, m- music, like concerts, huge concerts, uh, outdoor festivals and all that, won't be till fall of 2021. I don't even want to comment on it, Todd, because I'm in that business and, and, you know, from the standpoint of like, it, it is my life. I have to tour and I have to do everything. Uh, I'm not even going to stay, I'm not even going to take the optimistic approach to it. I'm not going to be like, no, no, Todd, we're going to be back here. We're going to be back here. The only thing I'm going to say is who gets permission to put 10,000 people in a building first. Okay. And are people going to be comfortable going? 
And are people going to have any money to go? So you got baseball, you got NHL, you got people that are going to be doing their thing that are going to try to get in there and try to get people back into the building. And then you have to have make people feel safe when they're in that building. And, 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 and. That's a huge Music wow. and concerts are the lowest priority, my friend. Yeah. Yeah, a, a changing of the times, a changing of the guards. You know, you see so many, uh, You see, I, like I, like everybody, I'm sure, have probably put a 25, 30% extra on this bad boy in the last two, three right. weeks. And a lot of my time on that is just surfing for, you know, updates on coronavirus and stuff, so maybe 10% of it. But the majority is like, Oh my God, Bruce Kulick is doing like these guitar sessions that are amazing. Yeah. yeah. A piece is doing, or a, uh, is doing like drum tracks from his garage. You know, that's the stuff that I'm finding. And then bands are doing like massive amounts of live streaming, uh, like little acoustic shows and stuff. And I don't know if they're taking advantage of that right now. They probably aren't because they don't want to take advantage of their fans and taking advantage is a lack of better phrasing, but they should try to attach that to like a Patreon, something like, you know, Hey, if you're going to watch this thing, man, just pay us a couple couple bucks. We got 20,000 people watching. Suddenly it makes 40 yeah. for this, for the band that can't tour anymore. You want that band to be around. You've got to support what they're doing present day. I mean, I, I think people are beta testing where, where it's going to go. I mean, look what's happening on late night TV. I mean, people are proving right now, we don't need the big studios anymore. I mean, we all have the audience, but right. do we really need to be dropping this much money? And I mean, think, it's all the whole world is going to change. Okay. To, the world is either going, we talked about this the other day with Dean, the world's either going to change or the vaccine's going to come out and everyone's going to be humping on the beach. So, right. <laughs> so, right. I don't know. I, I think I think that the majority of, or at least, hopefully, the majority of people that are working from home now can realize that they don't need to be at the job all the time. Like maybe on Monday and Wednesday, I go from ten till two in the afternoon or whatever, so we can get the meetings done and the in-person stuff. But Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, I know I've got to get that shit done. I'll I'll get it done from home. I just showed you I could for the last year. Well, corporations are going to have to make that decision. And that's the big to. thing. You look at those buildings that have the skyscrapers that have thousands of employees in it that are taking up nine floors and everyone's doing stuff. It's like, Does yeah, done like that though. Like, yeah. is that, does that, does that go away? I mean, ugh, like, you know, there's a lot of, there's a big push on to, um, to, to figure out what the next world is going to look like, including my business. Including, Yo, your, including your business, including your business. And same um, for me, like, you know, I'm a, I'm a instructor for the radio arts and entertainment course at BCIT. Well, now suddenly it's all online and it's this with students. Um, you know, it's not quite what you signed up for. If you're somebody that wanted to take that course, you wanted the hands-on, I've yeah. got a radio board in front of me. I've got a pro Neumann microphone. I've got the pro tools. I've got all these different rigs to be able to do the, you know, that's different. Now, suddenly that's different. So yeah, man, my industry has changed a whole bunch. Prodcom, you know, the only thing is to remain the same is this. You know, Amazon just ran out of podcast mics. 
Is that right? <laughs> so there is that what old adage everyone asshole's got a podcast everyone i mean uh, you know um but i did talk to um i did talk to a couple of musician friends and and it was sort of poking around a little bit about what their schedule was looking like not for me i actually was just like what is happening with you guys you must be getting hammered with like a thousand different requests to be on different podcasts and the biggest thing that was happening was well now that everyone has a podcast everyone makes a logo everyone goes ahead and says, Hey, I've got a podcast, uh, come on it. And, um, six months ago, it was kind of like, sure. You, you know, someone might have a thousand people or 2000 or even like me when, when I was first starting this thing, I mean, it was a couple of hundred or whatever, right. but people were just like, sure. But now there's so many and so much content that these, even the musicians are like, well, like I just said everything Tuesday and Wednesday. Right. Like how many times do you want to tell your story? Like I'm watching Todd. Todd's been on Todd Kearns. You know, they're doing the two cast now, which is really cool. Um, you know, uh, but, you know, he's getting, a, I'm sure he's getting a lot of requests. Like there's guys that are doing stuff. Plus there's Instagram live. When I was sick, I went Instagram live to just update people. Fitz joined me, Brent Fitz from Slash's band. We yeah. were shooting the shit for an hour after that on Instagram live. Yeah. We had, 10,000 views. Wow. And then it was like, it wasn't really a podcast. It was just Instagram live. Just hanging out. But then all those people call me back and go, or all those people are messaging me going, well, they're all the, they're Fitz fans, not my fans. <laughs> they're Fitz fans going, Hey, next time he's on, we want to come on. And they're just, it's just crazy. And I'm like, well, this is people are just getting inundated right. with content. And I'm not trying to add to that. I'm just trying to, you know, uh, have some fun with it and just do my thing and continue to entertain the people that are actually following me. If I get new people out of it, great. I mean, but yeah. it's going to be harder right now. Yeah. So enough about me, you, the reason I wanted to get you on here, it's, you yeah. know, we're both on the, on the, on the blend down network. You, you've helped me a great deal in building this thing out for the listeners at home. Finally, as we get around to the reintroduction of Todd, Todd is, is the Toddcast podcast. You've been doing it for a long time. Yeah. Uh, you're the afternoon and the six o'clock rock, rock report guy and all the rest of it at Fox with danger. Uh, you run the rest of the resume, but how did the podcast, the Toddcast podcast come about? Uh, and if you told this a thousand times, I'm sorry, let's just, no, you know, yeah, I want to, I want to learn a little bit on the Toddcast podcast side of it and yeah. you and people can actually listen to a pro for once. Yeah. Uh, wow. Uh, pressure now. Um, yeah. I mean, it was literally one of those, like, like you said, I was the afternoon guy and the rock report host, which was a music intensive interview, acoustic performances and stuff from six to seven, Monday to Friday uh, from everybody. Like it was awesome. Um, Foo Fighters and Corn and yeah you know, Slipknot and rock station. So think that vein. And we, we pretty much had everybody roll through that studio. So when I, when I got let go from that radio station, thankfully I was probably 85, 90% of the time I was the guy booking those bands for, mm. for Fox. So I knew the music uh, labels. I I knew like production houses and everything else. Right. So when I got let go, I had all this because I'd been there for 15 years and I had like, I think it was 10 months of severance, but full pay. I had, you know, every two weeks, it was just like I was working at the radio station, but I wasn't, I was just making the money. So, you know, maybe a few months into the severance, a really good friend of mine, um, named Paul, Paul Meehan, who is part owner in Meehan Lewis, an advertising 
uh, firm here in Vancouver, one in Toronto, one in London, England as well. Uh, you know, he said to me, you know, does it really need to be radio? Do you, do you need to go back to radio? Like maybe podcasting's your thing. You know, you've hosted how many events in this city? How many people do you know that own, and, a, you know, a property or manage something, a GM or whatever, you know, get them to sponsor your sorry ass. And maybe you could just start a podcast and, and make money that way. And that's got to be a weird feeling because when you're a mechanic, you get let go and you want to just go be a mechanic somewhere else. Right. And when you're a, you know, when you're a doctor, you just go and open a new doctor's office. When you're an athlete, you go into coaching or you go into something like that. Yep. But when you're in radio, as long as you are, and as long as you were, and with the reputation that you had and with the, the listener base, you know, it's a hit on the ego because you're like, well, we're, you know, sure. I work for C Fox, but you probably own those listeners, right. From three to six or two to two to six. You, you that you consider them your, your babies, right? These are the people that tune in to listen to you every day. I mean, I would tune in to listen to you guys every day. Um, Just like someone would tune in to listen to the morning show or there's certain shows that people like whatever it is. Yeah. So you consider them yours, then they get them taken away from you. And then you're like, well, I need to get back on radio right now because I got to get them back and they're going to come follow me. And that was that, was that a feeling or was it just like, no, I'm going to go to podcasting and it's going to go this way. Yeah, no, not really. Like if, if anything, I kind of was like, you know, I was just shocked first off. I mean, I was sure I was easily the number one afternoon show in the city. Um, you know, outperformed everything, all my expectations, like everything that they wanted me to do, I did. And then some, you know, went to, went to sales meetings that I didn't need to go to. If I need, you know, Hey, if you need a, you need me to be at a golf tournament or whatever, to push a client over the edge to, you know, advertise with us, you know, I I was one of those like open door policy, you know, I was one of those employees. Right. Yeah. Uh, So I was really surprised, but no, I never really thought like, I want to get those. I I just was like, you know, at the time I had, it was like, I think a one or a two year old and a four year old and a five year old. It's like something like that, two, one and four or two and five. So I had little kids and I was like, well, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to chill, relax because it happened in June for me. So I was like, okay, well after summer, I'll try to make the move or whatever. But by the time after summer rolled around, that's when Paul came into the picture and was like, you know, explore the idea. Um, And I'm like, okay, so what would that kind of look like? He's like, I don't know, like go home and think about the businesses that, you know, I want you to go home and I want you to think of 10 businesses that you know personally that would maybe give you two, 300, 400, 500, thousand bucks a month. Cause if you can get 10 sponsors on at 400 bucks each, that's suddenly $4,000 coming into your pocket. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, I'm like, okay, suddenly, you know, cause I'm like, well, I can't like, who's going to give me that much money or whatever. And as soon as he said that, I was like, oh, okay, well that like a hundred bucks a week to sponsor me. Can you do that? okay, if I had a business and it was doing well and a friend of mine that had a pretty good following already that you knew was going to put out a good product. Yeah. And he, and he said to you, Hey man, would you give me uh, 10 bucks a day? Would you give me 300 bucks a month? Would you give me a hundred bucks a week? Would you give me 400 bucks a month to, you know, promo your ex company on my brand new podcast? I would say yes every day of the week. Yeah. And I would imagine like how many years have you been doing it now? Six. So six. I would imagine six years ago. Obviously, six years ago, podcasting was way new. Oh, I mean, it was still. I mean, satellite radio added a 
a thing you know it kind of made it more so yeah like more much much different than much more much more different but much six years ago trying to go get money from somebody and all the rest of it you want me to sponsor you why or or how what is this thing you have oh well i'm just gonna i'm i'm doing a a show that's not on radio and you have to right you have to just believe in me and that would have been a pretty hard sell but also maybe easier to get money than to um yeah well i mean i think it was just more a little bit it was probably a bit of both, you know, like, thankfully, I, again, I had the namesake in the city. It's not like I could have left Vancouver mm-hmm. I needed to stay here because everybody knows me as the guy from Fox or knew me as that. Now they know me as the Toddcast, thankfully. I've rebranded, which was probably the hardest thing to do. You know, it's not like the podcast stretched my um, abilities as a broadcaster it's something that i'd done for 20 years on terrestrial radio where there's no chance to fuck up you can't be like you know like for me if i do an intro to a podcast and i "Ah, I didn't quite like the way i delivered it i'll just do it again Mm -hmm. you don't have that luxury in live radio um so you know i didn't feel like my i didn't feel like the only thing that really stretched my abilities was the back end of what what we do what is done to to make money with a podcast it was that like how do i write proposals how do i put together a sponsorship deck um you know how do i market this and market it correctly not piss off the guests because i've done that over you know over the years i've tweaked the way i um the way I promo my podcasts completely different than year one, year two, year three, year sure. four, probably uh, overkill on the at mentions. I had, you know, I've had people that I know in industry that I've had on as guests. And after I've had them on, they've unfollowed me and blocked me on social media because I mentioned them so many times. Gotcha. And, and I'm thinking I'm doing that. Well, I'm doing it because I want people to go to your page and like you and you've, blocked me you've unfollowed me because i'm being uber supportive of your brand like to me it took a while to understand like okay it doesn't need to be quite hit them over the head with the at mentions do it a you know once a day twice a day kind of thing whatever make sure they're separated you know still pound the shit out of that episode to get people to listen to it but maybe that's where you start to hashtag certain things and topics that well, the social thing must be dry. like, I mean, you were the first on it as far as I could see, as far as um, just the, the job you were doing and that you continue to do on Twitter and all the rest of it, which, you know, is still a nightmare of mine to just try to keep up to it all. And the social media side of it is like, you know, I can, it's the bane un- of my existence. Man. It's yeah. unbelievable. So it's, it's just the only it, thing I don't like about what I'm doing. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's an interesting kind of thing. And, and I'm, uh, I'm really, are, are you listening now? You, I don't like to, uh, 
I listen to podcasts because there's there's certain ones that I like. I, and I never use them for comparison per se. I like the way certain things flow. So yeah. for me, building this thing out, when we were first talking, I'm like, I don't know, it's going to go like this and maybe it'll go like this. And then it kind of evolved into the four-parter and then it evolved into stuff. And then I was listening the other day to your, like I was listening to, uh, to yours with um, uh, Mancuso the other day and then the Black Crows drummer. I just kind of revisited that and I was walking around going, you know, that's really nice how he's got that cutting and flowing. But then I'm like, it's just me. I've got a producer in Toronto. I don't want to load him up. So I'm kind of just like, let's do it like this. So it's kind of taken this different form over the time. Uh, now I'm into the Zoom thing, which is kind of fun because I can make videos for YouTube and I can just, that's an extra thing of a of, of product yeah. to put out. Um, but I have to make them jump out. I have to, you know, like the first one I've got coming out has got all this stuff on it. And I'm, you know, kind of putting in pictures and videos and stuff just to kind of keep the, the listener engaged. Yeah. But there's no rules, but it's interesting because I, I am listening to yours and then I'll, but then I'm like, I don't want to take anything from Todd's. I just like Todd's either cadence or, or this or that, or I'll listen to Stern. Everyone listens to Stern and goes, what is it you like about my podcast? Yours personally. So, I mean, you've got the different themes, like the Todd's trolls, you got all these different kinds of like themes throughout the week. Plus the way you cut your, 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 uh, your, your cast, you throw music in there, which I should, because I'm a music fan, but I just, I just don't right now. I, I, it's not part of my world. I like how you did it. Plus I'm like, well, Todd's doing, that. I don't want Todd to do that. It's kind of like just the way you roll it in, you kind of have little snippets of an interview and then you cut to the next thing and then you cut to the music and then you go over here and then you bring this highlight in. Plus it's very well produced. Your voice is killer with your studio. So I just like the way it flows. It still sounds like the show that I listen to with Todd radio. Right. It's still, and, and that's, and that's cool. And then you've got like, so then I'm listening to other podcasts. Uh, You know, I listen to Stern because I just love where he's taken his life now and where he's taken it. So it's great. Um, I try not to, I really try not to, uh, you know, the the people go, Oh, you should listen to this and do it like that. I'm like, I'm I'm just going to do it the way I like to hear them, which is I like good audio and I don't want to be interrupted too much. Cause some, sometimes they're like yours flow. So I don't find it at interrupt. So I'm saying it's like you and I are talking about politics and just as I get into something, I've got to cut to Larry's uh, pillows and wing right. hut right. for 25 minutes and then come back. And I'm, and I'm just trying to get that cadence down. Uh, so it's been fun to kind of put together, uh, but I listened to a handful of podcasts. Um, I like the way yours, yours flows. I've been listening to the new Sopranos ones, which is cool. Um, you know, Rogan man one is pretty funny. Yeah. That one's really great too. But I, you know, comedy for me on radio, it's comedy is such a visual thing for me. I like it when somebody's funny on radio, yeah. but visual, but it's kind of a different thing for me. It's I'm a visual guy when it comes to comedy. Yeah. Uh, I like a story being told in a funny way, but uh, acting on, on radio or something like that is a little tough for me sometimes. I found it uh, over the years uh, through podcasting and through radio that, uh, it's really hit or miss and mostly miss with people that are supposedly funny people right? and having them be funny in studio or in an interview. I listened to Pee Wee Herman, Paul Rubens on Conan a couple of weeks ago. Okay. And I was like, I can't wait for this. This is going to be great. Yeah. He's going to get into this. He's going to get into that. And it just wasn't. 
because they're old bros. And so you kind of keep, they kind of kept the old bro thing going. There was no pushing. And I love Conan, but I'm just saying it was just kind of like Paul being uh, eccentric and just kind of a little bit left field, which he always is anyways, but he just wasn't giving anything. It wasn't like, it was like, Oh, I did this. I did that. I did that. They were name dropping like script writers from like, peewee's playhouse and that used to work with them and that's cool but they was so inside that they lost me oh yeah and i was like oh yeah you can't you can't forget about that person on the other end of that mic on the other end of that camera you know yeah end, it, it just was weird what do you like in a podcast i mean do you build yours out based on what you like to hear what do you like uh, no actually i mean i built it out i built mine out through a couple things first it was necessity yeah money uh that's why there's three guests that's why there's the todd's trolls the listen to this the stop me if you've heard this before the indie scene you know because all of those are now those are benchmarks to be able to get sponsorship for each of those features each sure. guest is an opportunity to make money as well the overall umbrella of Toddcast is brought to you by which i need a sponsor by the way um we all do. That, uh, right? <laughs> that, uh, you know, now suddenly you've got, so that's one of the reasons why I did it like that. But more than anything, it was just simply because that's what I knew. 20 years of hearing song ID, song talk commercials, ID, song ID, song talk commercials. It's what I know. So for me, it was like, okay, well, I'll start off with like, here's, Here's what's happening on the podcast. A quick little overview. Here's our first guest, song, feature, song, second guest, song, yeah. feature, song, third guest, song, feature, song. I'm out of here, because that's what I know. So that's why I did it like that. Because first off, I, 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 wa I didn't want it to be so far off the mark of what people expected of me and and expect of me. You know, at the at the bare bones of it, I'm a radio guy. I'm not a, I mean, I think I'm a pretty good interviewer, but I, I don't know that I could do a four-hour chat like Joe Rogan does with anybody. And you really got to have, it, you know, researched. I mean, I... Research to the... You know, kids, man. and I, I, that's okay. I'm I'll one do, guy. I'll do like, that. Like yeah. you, I'm one guy, right? Mm -hmm. So everything that happens with me, regardless, I mean, I do pipe out some projects to outside sources to help me with a little social media help me make a video or something but of course all that's all that takes money too right so sure you know as few projects as i can i i keep it all in-house because i first off i know what i'm doing certainly with the audio portions and stuff and and social media posts and everything like i know what it want i want it to look like and i know what i want it to sound like so it's tricky as a um not that i'm like a megalomaniac and i need fucking everything's got to be done my wares my way or highway but you know it's tricky to let go of creative control it's interesting to kind of see where it's going because there's just so many podcasts and i and i like um uh i find it you know how do you stand out and i always marketing. i think well there's marketing like crazy marketing. and also i find there's that lightning in a bottle so there's a bit of like, like your Chad, you did a Chad Kroger interview, sounded killer, sounded awesome. Right. Um, I'm sure it did well for you. So for oh. me, it's, it's kind of like when I look at, I, 
like when I look at building a body of work, so I, from, from a music background, I look at a podcast when I put one out every week, I look at it as releasing a song every week. So, so do I. So it's going to perform how that. it's going to perform how it's going to perform. And I can choose to put all the marketing behind it. I can, I can do what I do. Um, and it's, it's, it's doing okay, but it's, you know, I, I find it interesting to kind of see where the podcasting is going to go and how you're going to stand out. And it's sort of lightning in a bottle. I'm always amazed by the guests that you get. And I don't mean that at a, I don't mean that in a, in an asshole way. I mean, so am I, you're like, I'm coming up with this and I'm coming up with that. And I'm like, I've had a pretty good run on, on some guys, but they're mostly guys that I know. And some people that I know I've had the occasional stranger come on that, uh, that I've had to, you know, uh, do some stuff with. And and it's been cool. It's been cool. But I, uh, I look at like laying the foundation down and going, well, who would I, who do I really want to speak to? I want to, where do I want it to go? Often with these podcasts for me, at least in this stage right now, I'm not probably as planned as you. I, I, I know you've shown me your deck and how you, how you plan out your world and your socials and stuff like that. For me, yeah. I go, I go, okay, I'm in the travel cast right now. I want to, you know, with Mercedes and we're going to get this guest and okay, we're going to try to go after this. We did the Olympic one today and all right. the rest that, that went really well. And that's five different sources of people that can plug it out for me. Awesome. But now I'm on a quarantine cast. I'm talking comics with Chris Machete. We're talking podcasting and politics today. Yeah. Uh, but then I'll go back to, I got a life cast coming up where it's going to be kind of more of the bigger celeb side of, of things. And I have to go after them. And I'm like, geez, that's a bit nerve wracking to think I'll, that. I'll tell you what, man, you'll you be know. surprised at how many people are receptive just through a tweet. Like I just today yeah. talked to Jane's Addiction drummer, Stephen Perkins, mm-hmm. awesome. through, a, through a tweet. A few days ago, I just tweeted him saying, hey, dude, big fan. Uh, any chance you can give me 10 or 15 minutes of your time during these quarantine times or something like that and he wrote back hell yeah man i'll dm you shot me his phone number i texted him and said what's good for you he goes how about wednesday next week this is on sunday i think you know like yeah "Yeah, sure sounds good so i texted him this morning hey man you still good for today yeah how's one o'clock sounds good man i'm like okay cool at 15 minutes into the interview i said hey man so you know we're at 15 minutes i said you know i need like 10 or 15 but Sorry, I think I'm going to take a little more time. And he goes, dude, as much as you need. <laughs> and we went for 45, probably 50. That happened to me with, uh, I, uh, not quite as glamorous, but uh, equally as important in a different field. I had Tim Wendelbow, the, the, uh, one of the top coffee roasters in the world on uh, as part of the, co- the, the, the end of the coffee cast as my 10th guest. Okay. And I had messaged him just strictly through a business card and had died you know had went to his cafe which is amazing it's considered one of the best in the world just messaged him saying hey if you ever want to come on he messaged me back right away said no problem and i got on with him prior to us recording and i said what um what kind of time do you do you have he goes well, what do you need i said well i like to keep them to like you know at that point it was coffee talk so i'm like i like to keep them to like 30 to 40 minutes tops mm-hmm. he's like i'm here for a couple hours we ended up going an hour and and on coffee but it's just it was so engaging with the guy that was and that was exciting for me to be able to that was a moment for me because it was it actually is still the most downloaded one and i've had guys from corn on i had brent fitz on you know uh and they're all those episodes are doing great but tim is just such a renowned coffee roaster right 
that it's the most downloaded episode individually episode that I have on the whole network so far. Yeah. You know what? I think that uh, the Chad Kruger one for me, even though that was only about eight, eight months ago, nine months ago. Yeah. Again, I'm six years in. It is the most downloaded podcast. (laughs) And so uh, here's a funny, here's a one for you, whether you want to give this away or not, but so it's the most downloaded episode of all time for you, blah, blah, blah. How many new listeners and followers did you get out of that? Which is the reality for the people listening that I want them to hear about podcasting. I can can safely say it's probably not big, big numbers, but anywhere between, I don't know, maybe 50 to 100 people. So content, it really has to be about the content when it comes to that stuff. It really has to be about the person that's visiting you in three months and goes, oh, shit, he interviewed Chad Kruger. Yeah. I mean, you know, for to grow your numbers, I mean, it's it's so hard to grow numbers and um, you know, do it authentically. And I mean, mm. by that, I mean, by not buying followers, you know, buying totally. followers doesn't make any sense at all. In fact, no. it will kill your numbers because you'll have suddenly 12,000, you know, people and there's only this many engagements. So there's suddenly now you're never going to reach the top of everybody's pile, you know, to be able to see your, your content. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's the worst idea if you're trying to grow your brand is to buy followers, to make it look like you have followers. That's the totally. worst idea. Well, I, that's the one thing I'm enjoying about this is I, I feel like I'm getting organically, it's organic, organically way. growing. And you know, we've got a good opportunity over at Dean because uh, at yeah. DeanBlundell.com because he's got a good monthly hit there of people that are coming. Uh, he's built up a pretty decent network of people that are doing stuff. I mean, geez, just today, I think they blasted out four podcasts. Is that right? Like I went out, uh, Dean wow. put out something. Uh, I think Mancuso put another one out. I put uh, out mine yesterday. So. I think Paul, 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 the travel cast went out. I think it was like literally five that went out today or something like that. And right. one day from one small little tiny network that's doing some serious business that's not so small anymore. And so I think it gives it a good opportunity, especially for somebody like me that's practically starting. Well, did basically start from scratch uh, on this thing on a phone. And then turned it into right. a micro- microphone. <laughs> it's just like, it's a, been a cool experience to kind of build it out that way. Um, so you, I won't take up more of your time here, but all I, uh, I um, all the time for you, Brent, come and give me a break. The, um, the journey for you then, I mean, musically now, I, I, you're taking in the indie music and you're playing some of the indie music, but like, you know, just what are you listening to now? I mean, have you heard the New Testament? Are you listening to, the, I listened you know, to the New Testament the other day? Cause you told me it was, I can't remember what you said on something. Awesome, likely, likely I said it was deadly or something deadly killer, killer or whatever. Yeah. So I listened to that. I listened to the, I mean, I, I, I do my best to kind of keep up in all ways, but mm. more than anything, it's, the, you know, if I'm devoting time to research music, it's probably Vancouver based indie rock. I wish there was more of those, like, I wish there was still more. I, I think you're still the only guy offering that, you know what I mean? For, for the market. I can't, I haven't heard of another podcast that's offering local music. I don't know that there is. I don't you know. know there is, uh, I mean, even like nationwide, how many are there? There can't be very many. No. And hopefully we'll be changing that shortly anyways with the, well, you know, yeah. just like with the Blundell network and hopefully um, there'll be a greater you know, a, a greater opportunity to do that through, through Toddcast podcast and right. all the rest of it. But I think that yep. would be uh, amazing to be able to do that and offer that opportunity to people. Cause right. um, I used to love the indie hour. I mean, I used well, to, I think, 
I think that there's probably an opportunity to do this across Canada, not to get too fucking deep, but this is a, this could be something that, you know, Blundell and and me and you, we could spearhead something like this where we would take across the country, take the key bands from each of the major cities and actually build an internet radio station with Blundell as mornings, me as the afternoon host and just blast out voice tracks. And that was that band. And this is this band. If you're in this <laughs> one, here's the tour and blah, blah, blah. Right. Like how easy would that be? And how many radio guys do we know that would be able to just burn? Yeah. I think there's a good, there's a good opportunity for that on the way. And I think it's cool. Um, and now more than ever, I mean, geez, everyone is kind of freaking out looking for ways to, uh, you know, come up with new content and the world has changed. So I, I, I'm excited about, about the content. The one thing about this thing with the podcasting is I'm, uh, I really enjoy doing it and I've got the list, the, 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 uh, I'm not losing listeners from what I'm seeing. So that's okay. We're gaining. That's a, that's a plus. <laughs> We're ga- I'm gaining, which is good. And I'm about, I'm about to, uh, uh, hit a pretty nice number that I was excited about. And then, which you know, is, what, what's your, what's the, now that's a great thing, by the way, set goals. Yeah. I wanted to get my first, uh, I wanted to get my first uh, 5,000 downloads uh, like organically. Like, I mean, you can get that in one episode if you get the right guest, but I've been building them out at like different things. And I, I just, I definitely crossed over, uh, there's a 40, like 45 or something as a, as physical downloads. My, my listenership is up pretty good. I'm up, you know, I don't want to give too much away on it, you know, but it's uh, doing better than I thought it would, it was sure. going to do. And so I'm about to cross over like a good 5,000 physical downloads. And then there's, that's just off of my own personal thing. And then there's what was happening over at Dean and stuff like that, which was pretty great. You know, I was getting some solid business over there. So I feel like, um, just being able to have 5,000 of anything out. It's 5,000 songs in the world or 5,000, you know, I have 31 episodes or four, that's, you know, 31 episodes. Um, yeah, 31 out. already. That's crazy. Yeah. It's kind of weird. And I've had a couple of like review episodes and a few other things like that, but like, yeah, I think I was at episode 31 okay. today, today. Oh. And, um, but that, you know, that went to a different area. And then I, I, um, but I got some solid listenership um, numbers and I was from, from the, the, the tracking program I was on and it was just kind of a nice feeling outside of the fact that there's a couple of things, obviously you don't want to do things for likes and you don't want to do things for, for like right. uh, recognition per se. All I want to do is put out content that people want to listen to and then have it just organically hit because I feel like the stuff that I've done, uh, if I have that one guest that really brings thousands of listeners into one episode, people are going to look back and go, Oh man, that was really interesting. Or that was interesting. And that's what I'm yeah. trying to do. That, I'm trying to just that's teach. The program, hope, right. You know? I mean, that's the hope is that you have that Chad Kruger on, you have the Jane's addiction drummer on and their, their followers and their fans, their friends go, Oh wow. Cool. This guy had the black crows drummer on just like a couple podcasts back. Yeah. And I guess the only problem with that right now is that because everyone's got a podcast, right? He could be on eight other ones today. 
<laughs> you got her. Or not. I had, I have a, I have a really good one coming up on the life cast. I'm not going to give her away just yet, but I have a great author coming up on the beginning of the life cast, which is a life story. People that have life kind of what we're talking about right now, but people that are, are doing um, some pretty big stuff like, you know, that have sold a million books or something that came out of nowhere or just, just cool stories. I want to kind of, kind of start telling. And I've got this author that's coming on and she made time for me. She came and visited me at the O2 in London. And I was the only podcast that she had done at that point. She had done like one other, her book had sold hundreds of thousands at that point. And she has a brand new book that just came out. We kind of timed it to have that come out around the same time then the Corona hit and it paused my travel cast. It paused everything. And now I have to pause the life cast. She's since been on like 14 or 15 different podcasts and video and TV and BBC and blah, blah, blah. She's told the story a thousand times. So it's kind of like, okay, but shit. It's like, it it was like, I kind of had her right at the cusp and I, she has to do the press and I, and I told her by the time this airs, you'll probably do a hundred things. And she's like, yeah, but I was really appreciative. She came down to see me. Um, but it was like that, just that, that knowing that, that feeling of like, you kind of get them before everyone else gets them or you get them after everyone else has had them. So, (laughs) yeah. I mean, and don't, don't, you know, don't, don't forget about the power of, um, reintroducing that back to your audience again. Don't don't assume that just because it's two months old that everybody's heard it. Right. Well, we haven't ever put it out yet. So it's actually in the can. No, but it's in the can. Once it is out and you know, all of your episodes, you know, uh, certainly the one that you're doing with me throw around 400,000 million times if you could, but otherwise hundred percent, you know, the, um, um, all your really good episodes, make sure you to reintroduce those, right? Like, you know, I'm six years in, but I'm still, I promo, hey, don't forget, I had the guy from Def Leppard on. Hey, don't forget, if you're a stoner, 420, you know, here's the editor of High Times Magazine, right? So I'll constantly reintroduce those to, yeah. oh, fuck, that's right, I forgot they had that guy on. I, I wanted to hear that or whatever. So I'm constantly doing that as well. Like the marketing is, um, <laughs> if you're doing it right, I think it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of fucking work. It, it is, but it's you know, there's all there's so many stories. But I talked to Dunner about that from, you know, uh, from a Washboard Union and your old uh, boss there over at C Fox, and yep. he's got a great thing going with their podcast network over at Chorus. So there's so many lessons to learn. There's so much stuff on YouTube. There's so many things that'll just get your brain fried. That right. I just try to keep, you know, talking to guys like you and and uh, and Diener and guys that built out the network and other people that that are doing well and doing it because they love it and then see where it goes. All right. So anyways, musically, uh, what have you, what do you, what's your top, uh, what are you listening to right now outside of the indie stuff? What are you loving? Outside of the indie. Oof. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really bad for new stuff, man, to be honest. Sure. So, okay. like, you know, I turn to the classic stuff when I, if, if I'm, you know, barbecuing or just yeah. kind of hanging around the house, it's the Beatles. It's uh you know, um, it's Fleetwood Mac and, um, you super, find it, is it kind of one of those things because you're doing so much, uh, of the indie and you're compiling new bands and you're doing this and you're doing that, that when you're in barbecue mode and when you're in chill mode at home, it's kind of like, yeah, I'm not listening to a new band right now. I'm going to, I'm going back to Fleetwood Mac just because it probably puts it. me into a spot. Yeah. yeah, it's probably, it. you know, like, you know, you don't want to necessarily be challenged as you're trying yeah. to relax and, you know, set up the night kind of thing, I guess. But I, I don't know. I mean, I, 
I just don't have enough time, honestly, to really mm. dig in and find, um, find new, new stuff. And when I do, again, it's the, if I'm finding new music, it's for the podcast and to yeah. in- introduce that, that unknown music that should really truly be getting played on major market radio stations. You know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to introduce that music to people so that they stand a chance chance in today's, you know, music industry. And it's just so fickle. And like, you know, if you don't support these bands that don't have major label support, that don't have touring budgets and everything else, like they're not sticking around if you don't. Right. So uh, I always try I try to, I try indie as much as I can as yeah, the, the industry has to keep, keep feeding, uh, feeding itself. So, but, but I will, uh, you, know, if, you know, if you're a music fan, if you're a big music fan and you're uh, listening to Brent's podcast, you know, not to sway off of his, keep listening to Brent's Brent's my longtime friend. He's one of my best friends in the world. Um, but listen to my podcast. If you're, if you 100%. want new music, that's amazing that you've never heard of these bands, 80% rock, but you still get a little bit of soul, get a little bit of country, get some pop in there sometimes, but it's 80% of the time it is rock. It's like what you want to hear on a rock station. That's just- Well, and also that's why Todd presented the music cast. I had Todd present the music cast um, because it's like I, I'm doing this and I'm, I'm focusing on these kind of things, but Todd is doing this great thing over here and it's way more music focused than yeah. I am. Mine, mine was a, kind of specific into, I, I kind of went on a more subject base where I wanted to see how bands were taking care of themselves, right. uh, staying fit on tour, things like that. I had a bit of a focus of those 10 episodes where I wanted, I wanted to talk about our business from a mental side of things. And, and um, you know, and it was fun to do that and get some insight and I had some positive feedback, but Todd's doing the classic break a band show. And I want the break people to band show. A break a band, a break a band show, and go and see. You know, go listen to it and and check out everything he's got going on. Go into past episodes, and um, you'll be super entertained. It's it's a I love it. So yeah, I mean, it's awesome, like buddy. Two two hundred and twenty episodes. Um, for the majority, it's three guests a week. So we're talking probably six hundred guests. You know, that's a lot. I I do the. I had Mercedes come on as a co-host because I'm like, yeah. we can do some stuff, and then we'll add some right. guests and, yeah. and we'll do some stuff, but. I mean, I did two podcasts today and I'm like, cool. Um, But three guests a day or three guests a week. That's kudos to you, man, because I, uh, I, and of course you want it to be as big as they could possibly be right. Local first, just so that it makes sense to my sponsors and and whatnot. But like, ultimately if, if I can get, you know, I I had George Thorough, Thoroughgood on on my podcast. How the fuck did I manage that? Yeah. Couldn't even tell you how that happened. I can't remember. But it happened. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome, uh, buddy. Well, yeah. I appreciate your help and in, in putting help me uh, put this together. Yeah. Uh, this has been informative. I'm hoping actually anyone listening right now that is actually sitting around in quarantine going, man, should I do something? I, I got a couple of friends that are like, should I podcast? Should I do something? It's like, if you've got something to say and you think you can be passionate about it, then just put it out because you never know when it's going to go. Sure. That's funny because Mercedes is going to put hers out very shortly. And the second she puts hers out, it will triple whoever is listening to mine. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> she's bringing all the Olympic. It's just, I have to work really hard to build it from yeah. scratch. She gets to walk right into an audience and I, I love her for it. I know Casey Joe, uh, Lou's started um, oh, one. Joe started one? I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, she started one. Okay. And 
and and she's going she's going she's killing it and uh it already went to like um it already went to um like some serious business on on apple casey joe's uh for the people that are still watching uh or listening she's a longtime uh radio uh person and in vancouver as well she's doing the afternoon show at the peak for a while five years eight years ten years yeah she was at the peak for a while long time yeah she's really like just taking that and she would walk right into something with a, a huge fan base and all the rest of it. And I just think it's like anyone listening, that's like thinking about doing it, just go ahead and do it. I'm having a blast and it's really, in a, yeah. it's relatively affordable to get in. You can get in just on your phone like I did, but a couple hundred bucks. But, um, Mercedes, you know, she's going to come out swinging with hers, which is awesome. And Todd is, you know, built up his, to great numbers and he's got a great show and you should just go to toddhancock.ca and anywhere yep as well all the music all news stuff. all the entertainment and just see what he's done and uh, i'm not telling you to steal anything i'm just telling you to listen and get some inspiration to try to try to do your own thing think about think about all the podcast opportunities out there a nurse podcast what's going on with covid right now fitness when fitness comes back um God, you know, uh, guitar players sitting and doing lessons at home like Chris Machete. It's like doing it over. Like they're the uh, comic talk. We spent forty-five minutes doing comics today. Who did you talk comics with for forty-five minutes? You know, it's funny. I I had Chris uh, Machete on. He's one of my best friends, one of my oldest friends. Um, used to work for DC and Marvel, and we played What's in the Box. And I just pulled out comics. But I knew I could pull out, pull out something from like 83 and he'd be like, oh, that's the Silver Surfer. Oh, that's the Captain America. Right. And just in that 10 minutes, because I'm a comic fan, but Chris like is the Kevin Smith of Canada. So when I pull that out right. and he goes, this is this and this is that. I'm like, I just learned. I personally just learned something on my podcast talking to my one of my oldest friends. And we've never really talked about it specifically we get into comic talk but i'm yeah. like no he's i'm showing him a captain america and he's like oh this guy did it and this guy did it so it doesn't matter what you do and hopefully you know coming out of this chat that we're having today anyone listening to anything just do it man just go ahead and do it have some fun totally 100 percent. I, I wrap up every one of my podcasts and i have from the first episode with don't be an asshole nobody wants to be around that have fun, play hard, and most of all, believe in yourself. Like, you have to believe. If you don't believe, how are you gonna get other people to believe? Hey listeners, I'm Christy and I'm Melissa and this is Buried Motives where we dig deep into the details of some of the most gruesome dirtbag murderers. She said she enjoyed hurting things that can't fight back and that is a disturbing view into the mind of a murderer and such a dirtbag. 
Yeah, that's not even strong enough words. This is totally a recipe for disaster and not to justify whatever is going to happen, but you can totally understand and see how this would be in the works. If you were only to look at what she did later on and not know any of that history, she would appear like off the wall crazy. Oh, 100% because we're not even close to getting to the end yet. But you can just see this pattern and all this kind of stuff developing in her, which is what we're here for. We're digging deep. Join us each Thursday as we unearth the dirtbags that live among us and the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exhume the truth. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.